The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by a mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime, where sexual assault is so common you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, bulimia, hallucinations, loss of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have these or any other side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist, because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. I find it most impressive that you recite that every single time. I know, I should probably should pre-record that so I stutter less. G'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest hairball in the cage, Bear Fiorda. Hey, how you doing today? Good. You're eating your mustache. I, I know. It's gone too long, and i got to start pushing it more to the side. Have you considered shaving your face? In fact, exact opposite. I've decided that I'm going to go shorter on top significantly and leave this as long as I possibly can, this being the beard. You're going to go bald with no, the beard? No, not, not bald, not bald, but maybe like, uh, you know, one of the sides and then some odd amount of number up top. That's not going to happen. You have to stick with your image. Sorry. Which okay. means the shorter beard, you need to shorten the beard and shorten the top. Clean cut, dear, that's your image. That is unfortunate for me. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. okay. I'll be a Viking one day. No, you won't. That's just not your image. No one's going to pay you to be a Viking. Your image is all American. Now suck it up. What about for Halloween? You can be a Viking for Halloween. All right. There we go. I got so something. That's, <laughs> I won something I, on a day I of pretend. <laughs> okay, guys. Thank you for joining us. We've got a lot going on in the media. The biggest one right now is Chris Chan. Chris Chan. Right. That was. Um, that's the fellow who... Who's been assaulting his mother for the past however many years, right? Yeah, so allegedly. it turns out well, t- he he uh, he's been accused of sexually assaulting his mother. Right now, he's apparently the most documented human in human history. He ba- basically like uh, what's that movie where we? Well, have- he's he's a lol cow. He's a lol cow. Lol cow. Um, somebody that people follow to make fun of. Got it. Okay. And so he's he's really had uh, a, a a difficult life. He's had people kind of mess with his head to an extreme degree yeah because he already had he already had um he was on the spectrum right he was he was very light but he was and so people would convince him of all this weird stuff like uh was it that has nothing to do with being on the spectrum no 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 that has to do with yeah people people would gaslight him yeah he's just a very naive person and they convinced him that the comic books uh, Sonichu. Sonichu. Sonichu, the comic book he wrote, which was a Sonic the Hedgehog Pikachu hybrid. Yeah. Um, was another dimension. 
And so when his father died, he talked about the father going to Sonichu and he felt he had to write him in or the father would disappear, the dog, that sort of thing. Uh, so the problem with Christian, nobody knows if what he's saying is real or not. He got yeah. on with someone, said he assaulted his mother, um, that they'd been fooling around with this, you know, for a while. And this yeah. woman has dementia. So the people that were talking to him, of course, called the police and then, um, they, they just can't believe him because he lies so much. So if he says he didn't do it, we don't know. And if he says he did do it, we don't know. Right. The only person and, who could uh, confirm that would be his mother. And unfortunately she has dementia and, uh, Chris Chan transitioned into Christine. Yeah, he did go trans. But they said uh, it was not a normal case. What do you mean? Apparently he was transitioning to get women. So is this like a was this kind of like a Cartman style transition? No, 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 no. He's very, very mentally ill. Uh, oh, apparently there's actual video of him sexually assaulting his mum. So wow, I, I okay. did not know that. Uh, so allegedly, we still legally have to say allegedly, but I think we're well past allegedly at this point. Well, yeah, there's video evidence. That that is horrifying. Video evidence. So probably someone probably got him to film it. Or well, people have gotten him effect. to do some really weird stuff. Um, but he—he's a very—he was already a very disturbed individual. Yeah. And so there are a few. Um, there have been a few over the years people online that have caused stir. But the biggest one, of course, has been him, and uh, coldness in my heart. Coldness in my heart. Coldness in my heart was a German woman who was a cutter and she was severely, severely scarred. Okay. Uh, if you look her up, have a look right now, take a second, look up coldness in my heart. She disappeared. People think she may have died because of how violently she was cutting herself. Um, so coldness in my heart, Chris Chan, there are a few of them that came from kind of the birth of the internet, just hit images. Uh, okay. and, and they've been really, really well documented. Uh, I'd throw, I'd throw actually Amber Lynn Reed in there as a lol cow. Um, wow. coldness in my heart is not a lol cow. So I'm going to take her out of this section, but she, her, she's very well documented. No, she, as these, well. these are horrifying. Gruesome. Yeah. So cutting, she was cutting down to the bone. I mean, really, really mutilating herself. It, very much so. Um, horrifying photos. So in the birth of the internet, there were these these people that got big. Some of them were, the term is lol cows, which are people that uh, like Kiwi Farm and all of them will, will have been looking after Chris Chan until this weirdness. But people would make fun of and follow. Um, kind of like a, a bigger version of Leave Britney Alone. But oh, where okay. it, so that guy was like one up. move yeah. where that was, where that was one uh, meme. Chris Chan himself has been documented so much for so long. He's now considered the most well-documented person. It reminds me a lot um, of that movie with, uh, Amberlynn Reed, I think is just a lol cow as well. Amberlynn Reed. Uh, Amberlynn Reed. She's this giant big woman. Right. She keeps claiming uh, she's going to she, lose the she weight. Was, yeah. She started now. She started off as a legit weight loss YouTuber. But eventually, I think she just kind of turned into a lol cow. She started doing mukbangs and all kinds of stuff, uh, which for like a 600-pound person is not a great idea. I'm surprised they haven't tried to get her on a TV show like 600 I'm sure they life. have. They reached out but to her for that. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, but she's been unwilling so far, and I think the reason she's unwilling is she'd lose her money. Yeah, probably. I've been trying to – I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I've been trying to think of the name of this movie for the past five minutes. I just can't do it. Is uh the one where everyone's all about him. He was raised inside the Truman Show. Truman Show. Thank you. Good Chris God. Chan is a good. Well, the difference between Chris Chan and the Truman Show 
is the Truman Show uh, is is just set watching him. If you look at the cameras uh, right now in our house, right. we have them going 24-7. This is a little more Truman Show. Yeah. Chris Chan was more the guy that got up and he's like, I'm going to blog every single day. I'm going to talk about me. I'm going to get on social media. I'm going to put out these homemade comics that are just terrible. Hmm. Um, I, I'll be honest. If it wasn't for the fact that he was so gullible and people made him into this meme essentially – he had a pretty strong mentality for being famous on the internet. Oh, he was. He's the most documented person ever. Yeah. Like he did. If he just wanted just getting your name out there for any purposes, he did an excellent job. Except for the part where he raped his mother with lines, dementia. Like there were quite a few things he like he almost ran over someone or he Oh, did no, run over he was someone. he's a shitbag. Yeah. I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language on this show, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. We swear because we care. He's, yeah, he's a total shitbag. Like, he's, he's just, he's a bad human. And it's got nothing to do with, you know, people say, well, he's, he's got some emotional issues and he's, he's on the spectrum. I know lots of people on the spectrum. Half of Hollywood is on the spectrum. You're kidding. Um, and everyone in Hollywood has emotional issues. And, you know, I mean, maybe that's where our rapey people come from. But for the most part, most people I know that are on the spectrum are really decent people. So when he uses that as an excuse, it pisses me off. Are Hollywood like, people as gullible as Chris Chan, though? Me, yes. Most, no. Okay, so I can't just go over there and be like, hey, by the way, the aliens from the other world said you should give me a lot of money. I do think that is the premise of Scientology, though. Please don't sue me, that's Tom Cruise. That's funny because that's true. I just described Scientology. <laughs> you, you I don't did. care about dissing Scientology. Uh, the, I actually, all joking aside, I have a lot of friends that are in Scientology. So I always feel bad making those jokes because I know my, my friends will take uh, it personally. But they're awesome people and it's their religion. Fine. But that is literally the, the premise. Wouldn't they have a Scientologist though? No. I've, I've, so the people I know that are Scientologists mm -hmm. um, have never had issues with the okay. fact that I was – a Catholic, like they, they really didn't care. They cared if I was a good person and if I was doing good in the world. And yeah, I've had them invite me to, um, come get audited or learn about their religion. But everyone I've ever met from Scientology was just a really nice, really together person, which is really weird given how everyone talks about Scientology. Like I see it on South Park or I right. see, like, I was thinking that maybe I just have the meme understanding of Scientology. Uh, I, I, where, like, a everyone's lot of a case, and if you're not a Scientologist, they just want to chase you around with cameras. And you're a new... suppressive person. Yeah, yeah. you're a suppressive like individual. Like I said, I, maybe that's them. It hasn't been my experience. Mm. I'm not a Scientologist. I certainly can't speak as an expert on Scientology. Right. But, like, everyone I've met from the religion thus far, they've been kind of dope. Like, they're really cool people. <laughs> Um, but everyone I've met has been, like, over at the Hollywood Center and, and been people in my industry. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about it. Um, but yeah, essentially you, you're describing the premise of Scientology. So yes, I think, uh, they might fall for it. Oh, yeah, that being said, I follow a bearded Jewish guy that, that turns water into wine. Um, <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, I just, you know, I just funny. I immediately thought of one of our mutual friends instead of Jesus Christ. And I realized, oh, she's talking about Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about Jesus. Like, okay. I follow a guy that gives away free health care and wants everyone to get along. Yeah. I mean, you are correct. That is the bottom line. Yeah. I, and and that's why we should have all voted for Bernie Sanders. Jesus too. So nice. <laughs> that, was, that was just my transition. I was like, Jesus, Bernie that, Sanders. Our, they're both Jewish guys that want to give away free health care. That's our democratic plug out there. Vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a Democrat. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, sorry. That's my democratic plug. Vote, vote. I don't care if he's not on the roster next time. Vote, vote for, for Bernie Sanders. No. Feel the burn, 2024. <laughs> oh, my God. He'll be 715.
Yeah, he's old, isn't he? Yeah. I don't think he's going to run anymore, will he? Probably not, no. Yeah. I hope he does. I just want it. I want him you to be You just still have a crush on Bernie Sanders. I just want him to be 95 running for president. Oh my God, you want to slip with Bernie Sanders? Is no, that what this what is? Is, is that something you? I should know? Well. <laughs> all, all joking aside, I think he's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, it, it, and it takes, like, I know everyone knocks the, the party that's not theirs, but it takes real balls to run for government. I mean, you've got to put yourself out there. Yeah, no matter who you are. Which side you're on, yeah. Because every piece of your life, past, mm -hmm. present, and what you might do is going to be scrutinized. It's true. I, or you could just vote the way I did hmm. in the last election. I voted that America should be returned to England because they cannot make adult choices and should not be allowed to decide for themselves anymore. Did you write that on the side of the, of the I ballot? Did. Yeah. I knew it would probably get my ballot thrown so, out. So I, know, so I know for sure your vote did not count. That's 100% <laughs> no, right there. I vote that America should be returned to England because you guys clearly should not be allowed to make your own choices. Ungrateful colonists. <laughs> no, that's the 4th of July. That's Ungrateful <laughs> Colonist Day. <laughs> That being oh, said, I'm Australian. Like, I, I got kicked out of England. <laughs> yeah, they just didn't want you. Yeah, they didn't like us. What is it? They didn't want you. They couldn't have us. They could have, but they went to war with France as well. Did we incite that? I don't think we did. No, you no we didn't. weren't a part of that. Totally so separate. England just basically went, well, we can save the motherland or we can fight for this weird little place. <laughs> uh, let the Puritans go. Nobody cares. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I think history is taught differently in each country. Right. Then, well, like, here you guys are like, yeah, America, fuck yeah. We're literally and... taught that we, at least for me, I don't know about everyone, maybe in a better school they had more information, but for my schooling, we were taught that America simply won the revolution. Like, we made it too difficult for them to continue fighting with their losses. You guys did switch sides of the street, which confused everyone. Um, I, I never understood American history, though. Like, hmm. you guys are like, Christopher Columbus Day. We were taught that Christopher Columbus was an explorer that abused children and put together a sex ring in the Bahamas. Because he did. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. You guys are like, he discovered America. <laughs> we're like, the Vikings found America, but it, the Indians already lived here. So Plus, no that, that's a relatively it. new thing, too. Wasn't it somewhere in, like, the 1900s where we decided, hey, let's make this guy really, really famous so we can have a day uh, off? It, it was kind of like the Israel Bissell mix-up. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so... The, the guy, the the guy Paul that Revere yeah. Better. Well, yeah, it's it's the difference between the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Paul Revere only rode like the last five miles. It was actually a guy named Israel Bissell. Yeah. But nobody wants to be like, come on, kiddies, let's give a whistle. I'll tell you the story of Israel Bissell. Yeah, no like cares it's about it's that. not no. They're like it's the midnight ride of Paul Revere. It sounds Plus better. Revere, just that sounds that exactly. Last name. It sounds better. Well, Christopher Columbus was written up as a folk hero. Right. And this was a time when America. Uh, was having trouble with Italian immigration. Right. It was meant and to so, kind of like stop the... Uh... No, it wasn't meant to anything. It was a fictional book and a fictional history based on real history, kind of think like a mockumentary, written up, and uh, America was having trouble with uh, people accepting Italian immigration. It was right before they hated Irish immigration, already after the first time they hated Chinese immigration. You guys are just not fans of immigrants. I don't no, get I, it. I... We're the, we're the one country that constantly says, bring all your hungry I know, it's not like it's not like you hung a sign. Like that you're coming from you country. hung a sign that says, give me your poor, you're starving, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. And then you guys are like, but fuck off. Um, <laughs> no, it's really weird to me. But so there was a trouble with Italian immigration. America was all pissed off. And so this story comes out yeah. about Christopher Columbus and for the Italian American community, it made them feel part of the American story. Right. And for the Americans at large, it made them feel like the birth of their country was, was, was because of Italian. That's what I was trying to and say. And so it was, Stop it was some... really important at the time. 
Um, and so America stopped hating on uh, Italians and moved started on. hating the Irish. Yeah, moved on to the Irish. Yeah, and that was when you know moved no work, uh, no 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 Irish here. Yeah, during the potato famine. So it's a really weird, really weird history. You guys tell things in the weirdest way possible. We tell things from the from the Americanized way. If it glorifies, if it glorifies the okay, red, blue. If I tell yeah. you about a country yeah. that lines their citizens up every day to swear. Uh, fealty to the dear leader. Mm-hmm. Where, what country do you think I was talking? The good old U.S. of A. Yep, I pledge allegiance. Yeah. Like it's it's so weird, and maybe it's just a foreigner's perspective. I think the patriotism here is cool, mm-hmm. but like I didn't grow up with it, so I I just watch everyone here. I'm like, did you guys drink some Kool Aid? I always I, there's good and bad to it, but I will say this: it's fantastic that we have the level of patriotism that we do because when shit hits the fan. And USA is in trouble. Doesn't matter what part of the USA is in trouble. All of the USA comes in. That's millions of people. America, fuck yeah! That's what it is. <laughs> I love Team America. Sorry. What is it? We can be red and blue all we want, and but when America gets attacked, everything is one color. It's all purple, because no one like it's it's cool. If we California and Texas get into a fight, but if whatever country out in the you guys are like the really annoying siblings. Like you beat the crap out of each exactly. other, but when somebody picks on your on your friend. Uh, you'll band together. I mean, unless it's Puerto Rico, which is your protectorate, then you guys <laughs> so just shit on it but for some weird reason. But beyond that, for the yeah. most part, except for the one cousin you don't like, you guys stick up for your family. But I think that's really cool, dude. I mean, there it used obviously... to be Hawaii. Now it's yeah. Puerto Rico. Well, think about at World War II and the Great War. There are obviously problems there still in the United States, but the moment we had to enter in a war, it pretty much ceased to exist for a period of time, especially well, when it came to the military. There uh, you go, Joe so. Biden. He solved your problem. You want to bring America together, take the George Bush method, and attack a country that has nothing to do with anything. Oh, he's going to war. Yeah, that's, he's, that's, he's, that's just the best matter, way. He, he's he going is, to war. He's it's just a matter of what yeah. country he wants to do it with. Uh, my money's on Iran. Uh, yeah, um, I agree. He's going to another Middle Eastern country. It's, it's what America does. Well, now that I've sat here and picked on America, the funny thing is this is my country by choice. Yeah. So when America does dumb stuff, I'm on the phone with people back home and I'm just like, it's not that bad. Like America's fine. It's a great country to be. You can do whatever you want, be whatever you want. Like aren't people refusing to wear masks? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, so the argument is like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. They're like, well, aren't people refusing to get vaccinated? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Uh, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to be chatting a little bit more about Hollywood, and we are going to have our special guest, Sue Cameron, talking about all things Hollywood. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fiorda, and we'll be right back after this. I'm going to get hate mail. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop 
the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and rental cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We're on my, with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fiora, and our very special guest, Sue Cameron. She's been a daily columnist, a TV editor for The Hollywood Reporter. She's been a columnist for TV Guide. She's been, I mean, she's been and done all of it. Uh, program development at ABC, women in film. She's written over 2,500 uh, 2, columns. She's reported on Hollywood celebrities, scandals, political events. She was a columnist for uh, in Beverly Hills for 11 years. I'm reading this as we go. I'm like, she's just, every time I see her bios, it gets more and more impressive. She's had multiple books. She's had multiple shows. She's been on multiple shows. And I'm going to let you t- her tell you about herself because she can do a much better job than me. Ladies and gentlemen, Sue Cameron. G'day. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you very much. Looking forward to this. Now, can I ask, you've had, uh, you're on your third book now. My fifth. Your your fifth book. Yes. What book are you working on right now? I know you've had Honey Dust that went to Lifetime Movies, uh, Love, Sex and Murder went to NBC, uh, The New Bible Cookbook. I'm missing one. Then there was Hollywood Secrets and Scandals. I loved Hollywood Secrets and Scandals. There we go. Which you know about. Thank you, thank you. I loved writing it. And the follow-up is going to be coming out next March. It's called Hollywood Bites. It really does. B-I-T-E-S. That's what it says. Hollywood Bites. Now, what's it, now what's, the, what's it about? It's similar to the structure of Hollywood Secrets and Scandals, where I talk about one person per chapter. But I may not like everybody as much in this book as I did in the last book. <laughs> uh, I am doing uh, wonderful stories of, again, beloved friends I've lost, like Helen Reddy and and Jessica Walter. Uh, and I'm also going doing a story on the columnist Rona Barrett doing a chapter. You remember Rona Barrett? I know that name. Why do I know that name? She was on. She was the very first person to ever do Hollywood reporting on television, and she rose all the way to Good Morning America and the Today Show. And Rona is a, a dear friend, and she 
she is very, very smart, and she began to report on business things, business deals that the studios were doing, and she had spies in boardrooms, and uh, she knew too much. And basically, the studios ran her out of Hollywood. They uh, forced her out at GMA. They made threats to the networks. And when the Today Show picked her up, they made threats on that. And she um, she resigned because they wouldn't give her the same amount of money as the male co-host. And so she said, oh. okay, I'm done. And she bought a gigantic farm in the San Inez Valley and has been there ever since. But it's a great mystery about uh, what happened. So that's why I'm doing that's why I'm doing a story on it. I mean, it's the first yeah, time I've heard of her, so I'm glad yeah. to know. When Who's I heard both of you hot? talk at once, so I I don't know what the question is or comment. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was just saying that I this is the first time ever hearing about her, so I'm happy to have that information now, and I'm looking forward to reading more about oh, it. If if you Google her, it's it's a heck of a story. It's yeah, it's quite quite amazing. Uh, this book, the last one really was a love story to all of my friends, and I wanted their stories told uh, because some of them had died. One even died while I was writing the book. That was Debbie Reynolds. And I really, I knew these people so well that I wanted their true stories told, not in a in a salacious way, but I wanted people to know what's, what a celebrity's life is really like. You see uh, the public sees all the glamour and the cameras and the money um, and the fancy houses, but they really don't know what goes on inside the houses. And uh, that's really what I wanted to reveal. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. It can be very, very isolating for celebrities. Any that I've ever known has have been very, very isolated. And I think it's becoming more and more isolating because they can't get away like they once did. Once upon a time, there was an escape. Now there's the internet, cell phone cameras. And so it's becoming even more isolating. And it was already just living in a fishbowl. I, I totally agree with you. There are more gates being built and more mm-hmm. camera systems going in and more bodyguards being hired and, uh, people going out uh, in disguises, or they just rather stay home. It's too much trouble. During COVID, learning how quickly food can be delivered was a very interesting thing for my, for my celebrity friends, because now they really don't have to go anywhere. If they don't know how to cook, <laughs> or it's the cook stay up, they're good. They, they know exactly, just dial the phone. Uh, I have a friend, I'll tell you who it is, it's Cheryl Teague, the this great supermodel and uh she i actually spend most of the spent most of the pandemic with cheryl she has a beautiful house in bel-air and i got a little tired of being in my house so i would go back and forth and we i would say we spent about 35 to 40 percent of the pandemic together and it was fantastic it was like being in a health resort there was exercise time cocktail time reading time tv time and it was wonderful. Uh, and what is what is interesting? Another another facet of celebrity and problems that are escalating. Another facet is crime. When Cheryl and yes. I went to the market, we went to Bristol Farms in Westwood, and we walked in. We each had our purses, and the manager came over to us and said, 
don't come in here with your purses. We have three or four robberies a day. Put your purses in the trunk and come back with just a credit card and preferably not even your phone. No. That was one. Oh, yes. And then uh, I was going to have, this was during COVID, I was going to have dinner after things were lifted a little bit where you sit outside in some restaurants on Cannon Drive, uh, blocked, blocked off the street. And I was told, do not, do not take, again, don't take a purse, but if you do, don't sit on the seat that's on the outside closest to the street. People are coming by and just grabbing purses from people. So I didn't take my purse, but just I would say about six months ago, on the same Cannon Street across from where I was eating, a man had on a $500,000 Rolex watch, and some guys came along and uh, tried to rob him, and a gunshot went off, and someone was shot on Cannon Drive. So Beverly Hills is not safe. That's in Bristol horrible. Farms, once in, in Bristol Farms parking lot, that same day that they told us uh, not to bring in our purses, uh, Cheryl told a friend of hers, and that friend told Cheryl that she was robbed the day before in the parking lot of Bristol Farms. And, People are uh, so desperate financially right now that it's created a. Yes. It's, it's awful. Yeah, it's really terrifying, and it's it's. It's, ter- it's terrifying to go out, and uh, if people are stealing money for drugs, that makes me mad. If they're stealing money because their child is hungry, I'm not mad. But just don't shoot me. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's not, it's not a very high bar. That, that always worries no. me. The bar's like, just don't shoot me. Just don't shoot me. I mean, <laughs> I was once going once to start a production company called Just Shoot It. Because people get also involved with 4,000 takes, and I was going, for God's sake, just shoot it. Uh, (laughs) You can can fix it in post. That's that's the term that they use. But uh, the crime is terrible, and Cheryl actually sold her hair, her hair, hello, sold her house in Bel Air and moved out, moved moved out of Los Angeles. I'm not going to say where she moved to, but she moved out of Los Angeles, and a lot of people are doing that. People are moving to Idaho, Montana, Wyoming. They're gone. It's, oh. it's, it's really J- scary. J-Lo and Ben Affleck are hanging out in Montana, I think, right now. They snuck off. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Those are safer places. Guess who owns most of Montana? Who? Gavin Newsom's wife, Jen. Really? Nobody really knows this. She's so wealthy. She's probably wealthier than he is. Uh, and uh, her her family is one of the wealthiest families in Montana. Just, just saying, just giving you a little extra information. That's, that's actually really cool. I like this wife better than the first wife. Oh, the first wife that's oh, now dating God. Donald Kimberly Trump's Kimberly Guilfoyle? Son. Oh, she's a nut. Oh, no. What? <laughs> Sorry. Kimberly. She assaulted her. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kimberly uh, obviously is uh, just a piranha who's who's trying to get power. Uh, Jen is not. Jen was powerful in her own right in Montana. She was an actress. She had a series. That's when I met her. Uh, she was just dating Gavin and wasn't even uh, wasn't married yet. 
and she's just uh, the nicest person. She was interested in me because I founded Women in Film, and she wanted, wanted to do a documentary about women in the industry, which she did do. And she has taken uh, those interests uh, to, into uh, her life as, as uh, Mrs. Newsom because she's still trying to do projects for women. She's a very, very good person. Very, very much, yes. I don't know how she we does, got she on does that. Quite but a lot. All these things, these things just filter around in my head. So if somebody says a word, I, I end up telling you a story that I don't even know I'm going to tell you. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. I think uh, the, the amount that film and politics have intertwined uh, in the last few years is very, very interesting to me. Once upon I, I a can't time, believe you uh, said that. I'm doing a chapter on I'm doing a huge chapter on Hollywood and politics. You're kidding. I don't know if people realize. No, no. I don't know if people realize that Reagan was completely groomed by the men at Universal Studios. Yep. Do you know that? Yeah, I figured mm -hmm. you would. Wait, he was, but yes, he was prepped for his oh, role yeah. as president. Oh, yes. He also used to do part of what he'd do when he got into politics is he'd make uh, records yeah. where he'd talk and he'd sell people on political ideas mm -hmm. and they were sent out to different people. He, he really, it's brilliant oh, the see, way they I, used it. I knew he was just an actor. I didn't know he had any kind of like. Forever. Wow, okay. Oh, he was, he was the president of, for the president of SAG, the Screen Actors mm -hmm. Guild. Um, no, he had tremendous, tremendous experience. He was, he was not at the. He was not an idiot. He was a very smart guy, but he kind of kept it yep. kept it to himself. I actually got to know him quite well because I was friends with Maureen, and she would invite me over, and he and I would talk about golf. And then when he was, uh, when he, unfortunately, when he had Alzheimer's and it was getting pretty bad, he would go every Wednesday afternoon to the Jonathan Club at the beach. It's a private club in Los Angeles, and he would just sit uh, at on the terrace and look at the ocean and they would give him whatever he wanted to eat and he had nurses with him and bodyguards with him and they would leave him alone and I, I was there a lot and I would just see him sitting on the terrace he, he was the sweetest man so kind very very kind it's always it's, it's always hard for me to Go ahead. watch uh, it's always hard for me to watch people who are so sharp and so bright um, get Alzheimer's or deal with dementia because it's a oh. mind that you just wish you could preserve. And it's got to be so it's hard awful. for them. It is. It's awful. That's what happened to Helen Reddy. That's really why really? she died. Although she, yeah, she also had kidney issues. She had Addison's disease, which was the same disease that President Kennedy had. Yes. And Helen uh, ended up in the beautiful motion picture country home where uh, actors and singers can go. Uh, and uh, I visited her a lot there. And to, to watch the decline is, is not easy. Uh, I want to I keep it private because I, I don't want to say anything about her and that journey. But I do want to say that the most fascinating thing to me was if I started singing a song, any song, not necessarily one of hers, anything, like, I've got you under my skin, or what, whatever it is, satin doll. She would immediately know the words, and she would stand up, and she and I would perform it together. She was ready to go on stage. So that stuck in her mind. That stayed. Yes. 
music with Alzheimer's patients, they always remember. See, I never would have known that. Do you know when someone's just fascinating? Electroshock therapy, the first thing they lose is their ability to read and write and play music. And with Alzheimer's, it's the last thing to leave. Yeah. Interesting. Carrie Fisher had that therapy and she didn't, um, she was okay with it. It actually helped her. It's helped quite a few people. I find it personally horrific, the idea of it, but. Oh my God. There are people (laughs) that it's helped. Yeah, right. I'm there with you. I'm like, I'll pass. I'm good. But I guess if you're desperate enough for it, I'm very good. If you've got, I mean, poor Don't. Carrie Fisher had so much going on. Um, right, it helped with the with the um, uh, manic depressive uh, bipolar stuff. That she had so much. That poor woman had so many, so much difficulty in her oh life. Oh my god! Well, she inherited that from Eddie Fisher, her father. Really, uh, he had a lot of yes, he had a lot of mental issues going on, and it that's how Carrie got it. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, Debbie, that was one of the reasons why Debbie, Debbie was always mad at Eddie Fisher anyway. But when that happened to her child, through no fault of anybody's, uh, she was more and more angry uh, at Eddie. I mean, Eddie didn't know it. He didn't know he had that at the time, so it wasn't malicious. Of course. But it was, it was sad. Uh, It was, it was very, very sad. She just... Toward the end, there she just didn't didn't want to didn't want to cope unless um, she was medicated. I think there's something when you look at such iconic actors, actors like Harry Fisher. When you look at, at people who have had this life where they've become an icon, it's almost like there's some sort of I don't want to call it a curse, but you see the difficulty in their lives. And a lot of the time there mm-hmm. is the pressure and a lot of emotional issues and a lot of maybe I think just being that level of famous puts pressure on an already difficult situation. I think it does. And it also plays into the tortured genius aspect, which is, I don't think, uh, a myth. The, I can if you see look that, at, yeah. Look at, I'm going to, Elvis Presley, Judy Garland, James Dean, and Marilyn Monroe. Because they all died so young, uh, they, are, they retained their mystery, and they are yes. still talked about today. You can guarantee a legacy if you've been just famous enough and you die in a horrible way, <laughs> then, then you can be uh, a star forever. Um, and sadly, Carrie will Carrie will be talked about forever. It's be- true because of yeah because because of what happened. Hollywood is very strange. <laughs> very strange. It really they'll, is. They'll, it's, it's, it's bizarre the way it works. And I think when you work in it, I forget uh, what it's like almost to to be normal. I forget the language. Hollywood has its own mm-hmm. language, its own way of being, and you step away from it and the expectations that people have are so different. The views people oh, have are so different. And in Hollywood, well, I've the- seen celebrities and PAs alike. When there's a deadline, everyone rushes, everyone works together. There's a level of camaraderie as well that I yes. don't see 
it it's the big difference. One the reasons why I I moved away. I initially was coming uh, to Palm Springs for uh, just a, a weekend house, and the first weekend I came here, I I knew that I didn't want to go back. I I still kept the the LA house for a couple of years, but it is such a, a difference, even with the amount of makeup women women wear. Yes. It's so different. The, I haven't been in Los Angeles, let's say, for 10 months. Uh, the first time I came here and I went back and everything was so bright. You walk into a party, everybody's, they're all too bright. <laughs> bright and sh- I just I needed sunglasses. Like, God, whether it's the lipstick or the, the color of the skirt, I went, good Lord, yeah. what has happened? And 30, when you live peacocks. your whole life... Right. And I didn't, uh, it is a peacock parade. And I have been, had been deliberately not going to the parades. And I forgot. And when I was thrown back into it, it was, I, my feet almost came out from underneath me. I go, oh my God, this is what I lived in my whole life. It's a bit of a culture shock. I I hear it from people yes. that move away from Hollywood. They say it's amazing how slowly the world really moves. And then I hear it from mm-hmm. people who, who, who just get into Hollywood. And the response is always, dear God, I've been to five parties this week. And my response is, that's all? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not that's right. That's a, a very small person. amount. It really is. I'm I like, had to go out every do- single night. Yes, ma'am. Every single night, covering one and one to three things a day and, and night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was huge. Uh, another great joy of moving uh, away, at least as a permanent residence. Although I go there a lot, uh, I don't go to a party here, and I'm not uh, uh, where I'm pitched a spec script. Oh God! <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. You pitched a what? Spec script, a script so yeah. where someone's like, "Hey, do this for me. I'll pay you later. Uh, but I want you to put this together for me and push this for me and do all of the work for me. Put this together. Tell me this right. is a good idea. It's this script that I came up with, and my mother says it's fabulous. I get at least one of exactly. those a week. <laughs> like, and only one yeah, a week during just... the pandemic. When I'm in LA, it's like five, ten, fifteen a day. That's ridiculous. Everyone it's wants awful. to be a star. <laughs> Have um, you ever been at a party where people actually pull out the script? They just happen to have oh, it and put, yes. put it in your. <laughs> they'll pull it out. That now they'll do it on um, uh, on externals. They'll give you little sticks. They're like, here, it's on this. Yes. But it used to be like I've, I've I've had that where someone pulls out like the paper. I'm looking at this stat, going, "You're kidding!" <laughs> oh, I had not heard of that. Oh yeah. Oh I, my I, god. It's, I've had like the full. It's it's bad. Uh, guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be talking a whole lot more about Hollywood. We're going to be chatting about her new book, which I'm very, very, very excited about. We are on with our very special guest, Sue Cameron. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fjorda. We'll be back with all things Hollywood. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 
This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, Bear Fiora, and our very special guest, one of my favorite people in the world, Sue Cameron, talking about her new book, all kinds of things in Hollywood. And we've gotten a whole bunch of behind-the-scenes stories, so I hope we're going to get a few more of those. And we're talking about just, I mean, all over Hollywood stories. Right, including the ones where we got to talk about women in Hollywood. Was it Reese? I'm sorry. Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. We were talking about during the break. Um, You've kind of led the charge for women in Hollywood, women in film. So thank you for that. It's given me employment. Yeah, it's kept you. (laughs) There was, I think there were two women executives in in all of all of Hollywood. Two women studio executives. Interestingly enough, the first woman, first actress to form a production company was Mary Pickford in the in the forties. Really? I think she found yes, she founded United Artists with Douglas Fairbanks. Or there were five or six of them. Uh, she was the only woman, of course. That was that was a, the first try to have some independence. The next woman to form her own production company was Kim Novak, who did that in 1960. And in order for women to do that, they... Oh, yeah, it is. They had to partner with a man, uh, and her partner, whose name I won't mention, was a horrible lech and uh, should probably be in jail. He's gone now. Uh, It's so... um, upset her that she really didn't want to continue with the company. She had a deal to do uh, a lot of movies. Then if you move on into other eras, uh, women would, after they became a star of something, well, we can talk about Lucille Ball in the 50s. Um, 
she and Desi, of course, with I Love Lucy uh, and Desi Lou Productions. But when Desi died, Lucy had to run everything, and that was that was Star Trek, Mannix, mm-hmm. um, so so many shows, and Lucy ran it very well. But again, that was attached. That was initially attached to a man. So Kim was the first woman alone who did that. Now everybody, uh, based on Jane Fonda, started later on, and then you go on and on. But what's happening today is women are doing it independently. Jane Fonda had a partner who was a man in the in the company. Now you look at Reese with people like Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman. They both. Uh, on their own, uh, of course, they collaborated on Big Little Lies, and that was so successful that each each woman has now branched off. They buy books. The, the formula is buy a book uh, and sell it with the star, and it's it's working. Nicole has had those huge hits, the one with Hugh Grant, The Undoing. Yeah. Now she has... Nine Perfect Strangers, and that role, it's, now, it's playing right now on Hulu. That role was written for her by the author, because the author of Nine Perfect Strangers was the author of the Big Little Lies book. So these, these women are looking far ahead for material, because they realize that without material, it's difficult to keep up your business, because they don't want to be just a face. And Reese is doing the same thing, buying books uh, and and producing these television, when I say television movies, we all used to talk about TV movies and miniseries and all that. Now it's different. There's It's streaming streaming platforms, but it's it's the same concept, except women have the control. Nicole has a deal uh, at Amazon.com to bring everything to her, to them. And if if they like it, they'll finance the whole thing. So it's it's absolutely fantastic. She runs she runs an empire. She's shooting a movie now called The Expats in Hong Kong, and she bought that book as well. And she does have uh, she had uh, a gentleman working as her assistant named Per Sari, who has done such a good job that she made him president of the company, and he really. He really deserves it. He's a, a wonderful producer. Nicole um, is shooting expats. Yes, she liked the book, but she didn't need to necessarily star in it. But she saw a, a very talented woman director who she wanted to help because she believed in her work, and she hired her to shoot expats. And then she said, I will be in the movie. I will take one of the parts to help her. Um, get the name. Yeah, get the, get the get yeah. the project out there. I mean, I, see, I that's thought it was how she liked the book. I'm sorry. What about the book? Oh, I was saying in my mind, I would think because she liked the book so much, she wanted to be a part of the no, movie. No, no, even Catherine Bigelow is doing that now. I met her years and years ago before mm-hmm. she did uh, Hurt Locker, and she'll take on almost anything to push women ahead. There is, you have no idea how few women there really are in film. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, okay. You uh, can't imagine. Women are not necessarily nice to each other. The fights that broke out at women in film were horrible. Absolutely horrible because it was all about ego and power. And that doesn't, that doesn't uh, interest me. I, I don't play that game. Well, and like um, under control. 
men are still, the men in the business, are they're afraid of everything. They're more afraid than women. For some reason, women believe in themselves more. The men believe their positions, and they don't realize that, that they're standing possibly on quicksand, like Harvey Weinstein. The women are smarter. They know, they know exactly what the game is. And they were, they know how to how to perpetuate their careers by controlling the material. It's it's really quite brilliant. That's what's going on now. It's genius. It's the best mm-hmm. way to do it. We have about four minutes left on the show. Can we get a quick plug? Uh, a little section. Can you tell us a little more about your upcoming book? Well, I will. I will give you a sample of a story without saying the male singer's name. Uh, this is an example of a short bit that I would call a Hollywood bite. Uh, picture a very successful uh, male singer who's married and has kids, and the wife does not know that he is an alcoholic and that he, has a, he likes to shoot guns, and he likes to sleep with guns. And he goes to bed drunk with guns. Guns are in bed with the wife. They're on the dresser. And there are small children under six wandering around. So the wife didn't sleep for seven years because she was so sure that the husband would shoot one of the kids in the middle of the night. So she left him and took the kids. So there you go. That's that's probably that's a good reason to yeah, leave. Yeah, that's by that's the a way. really good reason to leave. Guys, check out Sue Cameron. She's got a new book coming out. Uh, as soon as it gets close to release, I'd love to have you on again so we can talk some more about it and get everyone to do some I would love it. Uh, love check it. out her last book. We're going to put up a link. You'll love it. It's Hollywood Scandals. And I love I love anything secrets and scandals and all the inside stuff. I love that. So we're going to put up a link to her book. Go get a copy. It's fantastic. Get ready for the next book. Um, we'd love to have you on again if, if you're willing to come on. Absolutely. I adore you. Thank you. I adore you too. And I'm very excited to have you on again. And I'm very, very excited for your new book. Thank you guys all very, very much for joining us. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, the baddest bear in the cage, who is black and blue from head to toe, training for his next fight. And our very, very special guest, Sue Cameron. Guys, check out her books. She's a fantastic author. I'm going to put up some links. We will see you next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.